When we last left our heroes, the sudden windfall of the true headquarters turned into a sudden trap as a stray time bomb set by the dastardly Time Master went off and sent Cufflink, Ballyhoo, and Rethink hurtling into the distant year of 1943. There they encountered a young capitalist and his buddies in the Vigilant Society of America, but before they could help our heroes return to the future, they needed help defeating a crime wave engineered by the Masters of Mayhem. Fortunately, the threat was soon ended, and in appreciation, Society member Proton allowed our heroes to use a spare particle accelerator to dilate time so that they could return quickly to the year 2020. However, their fast-forward into the future was finished early as the Captainalist shut down the acceleration and asked our heroes for help against the Time Master himself. I appreciate you doing the recap in a voice. It seemed appropriate. <laughs> no, but seriously, what year is it? The current year is... 1963. Oh, groovy. Huh. Uh, watch out for Nixon, just a fair warning. Well, a lot of people are looking out for Nixon at the moment. But right now, we have something else to worry about. The Time Master. I recall hearing that you fellows are from the future, and so is the Time Master. But you claim to be from even further beyond when the Time Master arrived in our timeline. Yeah, he said he was from, like, 1999, and we're, we're from, like, I don't know, 30 years past that. No, 20. Excuse me. Math. Indeed. Perhaps you'll be able to help us stop the Time Master and his latest crime spree. He and several other members of Doom Incorporated are attacking Swiss national treasures even as we speak. Okay. Yeah, alright, um... You know, it stands the reason that if he's from the past, or from the future, he also has a way to get back there. Maybe we can yoink that from him. That would be nice. Indeed, I believe this would be a good help for everyone involved. Now, I, uh, have arranged things for you to head over to Switzerland, along with Magnificurl and her invisible helicopter. I'd take you myself, but I'm afraid I don't have quite all the creature comforts that a, uh, Air vehicle provides. Right. Uh, point us to the landing pad. Invisible helicopter. Crystal. It's like super impressive technology from back now. Yeah. I know he can hear us whispering. He's got some hearing, but I'm just committed to the pit. I understand. I'm with you on this one. Well, regardless, uh, the capitalist uh, takes you outside into a bustling metropolis, circa 1963. It appears to be uh, quite busy at this hour, although you've sort of lost track of what time it is. You've never really been that good at uh, paying attention to the time of day by looking at the sun, plus all of your clocks are still based on your relative time. All of your phones and watches and such. Period appropriate music just starts playing out of nowhere. Love is but a song we sing. Feels like yesterday. Like, where's that no, we from? can't. We'll get sued. We don't have the budget for that. God. No, no. It starts playing out of speakers for the uh, 
next door theater. And in any event, uh, the capitalist points you towards the uh, median between the streets. And uh, there you see Magnificurl, or what you presume to be Magnificurl. It's a bit hard to identify her at first because she's uh, wearing a completely different outfit with a completely different hairstyle and completely different makeup. But she still has the same sort of uh, Native American bronze skin. And uh, once you look closely enough, you recognize the facial features. Unlike the Captainalist, she doesn't look a day older than uh, when you saw her in 1943. Hmm. The Captainalist uh, basically raises his hands, and thanks to his brightly colored uniform, the traffic actively stops, the way it rarely ever does under other conditions. But before you get all the way across, you hear him say, Um... Dang it, not again. She's thrown herself out the window. Sorry, I need to take care of this. We'll meet you in Switzerland. God, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. And in just a flash, the capitalist just apparently disappears from sight. With just the wind to indicate what direction he went as he left. Yeah, all right. That's cool. Um, But concerning that somebody's throwing out themselves out a window, again, being a key word in that sentence. I'm sure we can, you know, successfully navigate 1960s Halcyon City without a guide and make our way to Switzerland on our own. That's that's fine. <laughs> First, we just need to find the invisible he- helicopter. Airport. Right, I'll keep an eye out, and I'm just like, <laughs> have my eye. Uh, I do that thing where I like, you, know, you have your hand over your eyes and you're looking around, just like very mockingly. <laughs> yes, that was the point of the joke. Thank you. <laughs> well, fortunately for you, I'm leaning against it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Magnificurl uh, just uh, straightens up. She'd apparently been leaning back on nothing. And uh, she just sort of mimes opening a door and you hear the click. And she uh, gestures for you to go inside, uh, warning you about the step as you do so. Yeah? Alright. Yeah. I'll get in. Yeah. Invisible helicopter. I assume you also have uh, invisible seatbelts? 1963. Not for a helicopter. <laughs> I think they're not even legally required in cars yet. No, just no. He- just heavily suggested. Yeah. Seatbelts didn't become mandatory until uh, Unsafe at Any Speed got published. Hey, back then, if you got into a car accident, you just died. Like, five mile an hour friend or better, dead. The invisibility of the helicopter appears to wear off once you're actually inside the cabin, in that there are, you know, actual windows that you can see from inside. Uh, there are seats you can climb into. The floor is still invisible, though, so I hope you guys don't have vertigo. Hmm. These are superheroes. If we have vertigo, our job is extremely difficult to do. I can't fly. Neither can I. Why would I not? Why would I not? I walk. I have like a. I have a scooter, like a little moped. So I get around. I'm not taking that thing off any sick jumps. I'll tell you. I wonder what the miles per gallon of this thing is. Three. <laughs> 
So once you're all inside, Magnificurl uh, climbs into the pilot seat, flips some switches, you hear the uh, rotor spin up above your head, and uh, as air blasts around onto the streets surrounding you, into the faces of the pedestrians walking through traffic. Well, that must be very confusing for them. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them appear to be used to it, others not so much. Ah, we're getting around to the point where there's like, yeah, okay, the superheroes are doing their weird shit again, whatever. Hey, wait, hang on a minute. Hold on here. We're going to Switzerland in a helicopter? Isn't that going to take a long time? Not in this helicopter. All right, I am desperately looking for any kind of seatbelt now. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, as you lift off the ground, you, uh slowly make your way up past the uh, skyline of the buildings surrounding you, and as the helicopter tilts forward a bit, begins some forward momentum, uh, Magnificurl flips a few switches, and you hear some other fans spinning up, and then with less g-forces than you would have expected, you suddenly start accelerating quickly forward. Ah. We're being rear screen protectioned. Weird. <laughs> and uh, you accelerate to what you would consider to be jet aircraft speeds. And the uh, helicopter slowly starts lifting up even further. And uh, eventually you uh, reach the Atlantic Ocean, at which point she says, All It's right. been like three minutes. Holy hell. And now I can go past the speed of sound. Click. Now the G-forces are really kicking in. Engaging stabilizers. Activating nonsense. All right. uh, Autopilot set. Noise cancellation on. And Gavin just goes quiet. Oh, that's nice. Why did you wait until now to turn that on? Well, because I had to set it for the uh, jet engine noise. Now that the rotors are off, we can talk and uh, make some conversation during our transatlantic flight. Okay. Uh, Any recommendations on where to eat in Switzerland? Never been there. At least not in the 1960s. Oh, I rarely go there myself. Most of my business I take care of in the United States of America. Actually, speaking of which, uh, how's the women's liberation movement doing in 2020? Did we ever close that pay gap? I tug at my collar. Working on it. Uh. Uh. All right. What about the equal? What about the equal rights amendment? I think we're doing pretty good uh, getting that in motion. It passed. Uh, just the people opposed it just kind of never t- left. And also kind of became in charge. Again. Uh, Ups and downs, shoots and ladders. Like, we're doing good in other aspects, probably, I think. I can probably come up with some of those. Uh, computers fit in your pocket now. Yeah. Well, I guess that's I- something. I just kind of have my head in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? This is a less fucking depressing universe. 
The pay gap is closed. There's no glass ceiling. <laughs> Equal rights have been a thing for decades and are just completely normal. Nobody even bats an eye. We look back at the past and go, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> universal public health care is a thing. Basic, universal basic income is a thing. It's a fucking beautiful utopia, except for all the supervillains who occasionally blow up and the aliens who sometimes turn parts of the city into meat. Huge, huge, huge uh, tax increases for people who make over $10 million. No lead in the drinking water. <laughs> oh, by the way, get lead out of your gasoline. Super bad. Don't do that. Well, we heard about that. <laughs> Glad to hear you kids have some... Uh positive values at least, even if the future isn't living up to them. Now everything becomes real as I say it. Hey, 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 uh, you know Ronald Reagan? The actor? I was waiting for her to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't pass up a future, or uh, back to the future joke, okay? You know, you know, you know this. Yeah, don't, don't vote for him. Just do yourself a favor, don't. Even if it's the 80s. Like, feel free to do a lot of coke, but don't vote for Ronald Reagan. Well, I've got a couple of decades to worry about that before then. In any event, I should probably tell you about uh, what's been going on on the ground here. Now, uh, the last time you were around, I believe we were still on the Vigilant Society of America? Yes. Well, that group didn't last ten years. In 1951, Can't they... Can't why. Well, in 1951, we had to disband because of QAC. They uh, insisted on knowing all the names, uh, the real names of the superheroes in the organization, and so none of us wanted to say, and so we just decided the organization shouldn't exist anymore. That's fair. That's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah. Scorched Earth policy is a good policy every once in a while, I guess. Yeah, well, at that time, supervillainy was sort of on a decline anyway. And uh, the government was making noise, though. Well, they went, aren't they? Well, they wanted superheroes to be examples for children, even though we're dealing with a lot of adults, you know? And so, uh, in 1954, we had to... uh, well, we had to come up with a different sort of organization just to uh, regulate superheroes, but on our terms. Since otherwise it was clear that the government was going to intervene and do something about us. Okay, good. Your whole Civil War arc. Who was your Tony Stark? That name has no meaning to her. Or me. <laughs> well, the comic books. Okay, Marvel is canon now. They just make they just make mockumentaries. Anyway, I'm telling you this, uh, you guys, this because from what I understand, they've made membership in it uh, retroactive. So if you're participating in superheroics in your time, you may end up having to abide by the guidelines of the CHEA. <laughs> That's the Code of Heroes of Acting Action. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, they can... Mm. Were they the CHEA or did they get a name change? I, I'm not I'm not up to my history. I think 
they got a name change. Because, let me tell you, I do not like the DHEA for reasons. Uh, well, you may notice that uh, if you try and use any sort of hard swear words, it's uh, what comes out of your mouth is going to be a little different. Gadzooks. Wow, that does actually work, huh? I thought you were doing a bit. Consarnet. Wow, that's a different one. <laughs> I know! It's weird! Incidentally, when you look at each other's mouths, they don't match the uh, the syllables that, that you hear. Well, my mouth is covered up, so... That's extremely disconcerting. How are they doing that? Magic. Actual magic? Well, actual magic. Huh. So long as you're signed in with the CHEA, any swear words you uh, say are going to be uh, changed into something else. And if you see anything disparaging about the United States government, it's just going to get muted. Huh. The CHEA is a bunch of... That... And... They... <laughs> Darn it! I fucking smack you upside the head. <laughs> yeah, I deserve that. So anyway, the Vigilance Society is dead and buried, but the Vigilance League got founded just recently in 1960. Like I said, the early 50s was a sort of a down period for su super villains, but once the 60s got started, uh, villains started showing up with more superpowers. Aliens started invading every now and then. I believe it was the Paranexians in particular who convinced through their invasion the capitalists to start the Vigilance League of America. Did you guys go through that weird gorillas in suits being like a problem thing? I believe there was an outbreak of that in 62. Those are popular. I think it's Mach 2 who has to deal with the gorillas the most often. So, some of the League members are already in Switzerland dealing with uh, some of the Doom Incorporated members. Uh, I believe uh, well, Mach 2 is already there, obviously. He's fast enough to run across the Atlantic. It's been very boring, though. Just like, oh, look, some more ocean, and there's some ocean over there. Oh, 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 they're coming up. Oh, ocean. Why do you think I invented and built an invisible vertical takeoff and landing vehicle. Yeah, that's actually very impressive. Yeah. You don't have... An, wait, do we have invisible planes around? Because I wouldn't notice. <laughs> that that will be up to Colin. <laughs> I mean, add a character where you think that does not know, and then looks to, uh, looks to cuff No, like. that's up to you. Literally you, Colin. <laughs> Are there still invisible planes flying around in 2020 Halcyon? Yeah, There's... I thought so. Even if his speed is Mach 2, that's still a five-hour sprint <laughs> to get from New York to Switzerland. He's like a backpack full of books. <laughs> no, two and a half. Because uh, He's going to be thrilled when we invent Audible. Two and a half hours isn't bad. Two and a half hours it's... is someone running a marathon. It's still a two and a half hour sprint. Yeah, it is still a two and a half hour sprint. <laughs> Welcome back to Dune on Audible. 
Well, honestly, I'm not quite sure how fast he can run. We only call him Mach 2 because, uh, well, the fir first Mach retired after the Vigilant Society fled to Ireland. Huh. We're on, like, Mach 12. Really? Yeah, but I think that that's because he actually can run Mach 12. I've never been sure on that. I now I'm just like I now I question a lot of things. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, if invisible planes have been flying around in our time, I have not noticed them. Well, I suppose that just means they're doing their job. Possibly. Then there's uh, Nevento, King of Atlantis, really sort of a probationary member of the League. He's uh, well, he's not always on the side of humanity some issues going on with exploitation of the sea and sometimes our causes are aligned sometimes not so much all right so he's more of a submariner than an aquaman does he have the little wing things on his feet no that was mach one all right uh by the way are they are do incorporated is that an actual corporation or is that just a fancy name yeah well, to hear uh, the capitalists talk about it, they're uh, besmirching the good name of capitalism. <laughs> no, I think capitalism is besmirching the good name of capitalism. Yeah, I've been getting that sense lately. I mean, communism really isn't doing Russia any favors, but aside, I kind of feel like there might be a third path somewhere. Good luck figuring it out. Well, actually, that's... Well, I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, yeah, you might as well before you change the future. Honestly, I... Can we talk about that? Is this like... <laughs> is this like a Back to the Future thing where everything we're doing is just splitting off on alternate timeline? We agreed not to worry about it. Yeah, we you did agree not... We did agree you, not to worry about it. You brought it up. Don't scold me. You're the one who said... Well, I've been on a few time travel jaunts in the past 20 years myself, and I can tell you, it sort of depends on how you got back in the first place. God, I hope I don't have to get back to the passage of normal time. That would suck. Anyway, um, Magnoman is also there. He uh, doesn't have any superpowers, but he does have a suit of super armor. And a gun. Yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, he was a uh, arms dealer who was uh, selling to the uh, South Vietnamese when he got captured, and so uh, uh, somehow he built a suit of uh, powered armor out of a box of scraps or something. Ah, uh, good old Jonesy Lark. Did you ever get that heart condition fixed? It's actually in this universe a liver condition. <laughs> good job. And uh, last, but of course not least, is Susano-o. Ah, all right. <laughs> what, you actually know who that is? Yeah, I read. I played <laughs> a video game once. He was in it. It's amazing. Didn't think I'd meet any American aside from, well, someone such as myself who had heard of Japanese folklore. Yeah, it kind of becomes a thing after a point. Yeah. Japan starts exporting its culture like crazy. Hmm. Make really good electronics. I think that starts around in the 80s, 70s. It's late 70s, early 80s, something like that. Yeah. Well, glad to hear they've managed to turn things around. 
If you want to make some money, invest in Sony, Panasonic. Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. They're around right now. They're just making, like, card games and stuff. I think they come out with Game & Watch and... Uh, video games are going to be a thing. Look forward to that. All right. Well, I, I guess I will. But until then, you should know that uh, Susanoo is literally the god from Japanese folklore. It's like Amaterasu running around, too? Uh, apparently, she banished him to the mortal world because he was acting like an again. Are we going to fight an eight-headed snake man? Huh. I've helped him with that at one point. Now, is that what he told you happened, or is that what actually happened? I think that's what the CHGA is allowing us to say happened. I don't know if I'm doing this intentionally, but it just occurred to me that I have not actually cursed since we mentioned <laughs> the CHGA. The only time I did was uh, was add a character. Mm-hmm. Well, I... I don't know his full story. He doesn't like to talk about it, but uh, the only time he can uh, regain his godly powers is when he is holding the grass-cutting sword. From what I've read, he initially gifted that to Amaterasu, so I figure uh, there's something connected there. Ah. I would just go with it until... No, I think I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Anyway, as far as the old society members go, it's pretty much just me and the capitalist right now. I mean, Coyote Man is still technically a member, but he's busy fighting his old enemies over in his city. Wait, the original Coyote Man? Because... Yeah, he is pretty old. From what I hear, it's mostly about the uh, providing a show for the uh, citizens and the kids. It's become a pretty open secret who he actually is because the only uh, heists that his robes gallery seem to succeed at are ones targeting Adam's enterprises. And even then, it's only carefully curated amounts of money that they managed to steal. Just let the old man have his fun. Well, he's... uh, He's providing us with a service. He's keeping everyone occupied with his antics so that we can actually go out and do some good in the world without having the CHEA breathe down our backs every second. All right. So they're actually striking in two different cities in Switzerland. I've flown us to Zurich first. You'll find the Time Master here. Figured you should get a good head start on that. Along with Kali the Destroyer. Huh. Who is the actual goddess Kali from Hindu myth? All right, I know what okay. to do. We just hold need on, to shout on. at her really loud that she betrayed Shiva. Can we just like get a full list of all the actual <laughs> literal gods that are walking around? Or at least just like a board of like which mythologies are around. Well, not myth- I guess not mythologies, which religions are going around. Can we have anything from the Norse? Shinto? And he got Shinto. Is Buddha around? Can I talk to Buddha? Yeah, Susano is Shinto. Oh, yeah. That's right. And uh, as discussed earlier, Magnificurl is actually from a Native American creator god. That's why she's immortal. Okay. Confusionism wouldn't really have anything. 
Unless, like, Confucius is around as, like, uh, a Zordon advisor type. <laughs> I would love to see a giant floating Confucius head. It doesn't exactly get its own name, but there is a list of um, Chinese gods or godlike beings. Anyway, let's let's go to Zerich. Yeah, anyway. And Colin will refuse to There's say any of their names. Like literal Lubu running around. <laughs> <laughs> Not the god, just like he's just just been around. It's just regular ass Lubu. Well, in any event, uh, I can drop you off next to one of them and then uh, once you're done, I can ferry you over to Burn. Because even though I'm a technically a full member of the League now, I'm still being relegated to doing secretarial work. Oh, that must be amazing for you. Mm-hmm. I've murdered gods, but here I am. Have fun, kids. And she sets down, and uh, you are provided with directions to either the Time Master or Kali the Destroyer. Oh, which one do we want to tackle first, guys? I kind of want to meet a little or actual, <laughs> actual god. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, let's, uh... I mean... I would like to go fuck up the Time Master, because... He's probably our best ticket home, but I'm curious. How do we have gods running around in our time? Or maybe we do when we just don't know. Yeah, they might keep a lower profile. What if God was one of us? They're probably not actually gods. Just a slob like one of us? Just a stranger on the bus. I'm gonna slap the both of you upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do need a definitive uh, target. Yeah, Kali. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, you, you basically uh, take public transportation in order to get to the Swiss Army Knife Factory, which she is robbing, apparently. Okay. Such a fucking low target. Just like, such a. Why? Why? You're a destroyer, God! Then the Swiss army will be defenseless. Duh. (laughs) And they can take over Switzerland. (laughs) Somebody's going to have to one of these days. So when you get to the uh, factory, you see the goddess Kali. Blue. Forearms. Each one's got a big old box full of Swiss army knives with the uh, logo emblazoned on the side of the cardboard and uh, you hear her cackling to herself <laughs> these knives are almost as useful as my mini arms soon I will unlock the secrets behind their switching f- design and uh, be unstoppable I kind of don't even want to stop her yeah this I is mean- just adorable this is, this is kind of cute. <laughs> you must return those knives back to where they came from, Kali. And looking over, you see uh, presumably Susanoo, because no one else here is dressed like a Edo period samurai with a uh, 
giant oversized uh, katana in his hands. Fool, you have one blade, but I have several thousand, at least, probably. Some of these have multiple blades. (laughs) (laughs) You rely too much on your many tricks and weapons, Kali. All you need is one good blade to cut through your enemies. Yeah, I've seen that anime. (laughs) Sometimes a boat paddle. And uh, so it seems like shouting at each other and posturing is what these two get up to or how they spend most of their time when they meet. Giving you an opportunity to cut in, if you so choose. No, no, no. I want to see how long this takes. I want to see how long they just yell <laughs> at each other. Uh, I kind of don't. Oh my know. god, just make love already. Spare <laughs> <laughs> the TV. Alright. No, they can't They can't make love because Susano loves uh, Amaterasu as a sister. I didn't mean to add that last part. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not actually just going to stand here and watch these two idiots posture at each other for six hours. I have things yeah. to do today. Yeah, so. same. I'm going to just give her the rushdown. If she loves Blade so much, uh, I got a real nice one built into my arm that she could take a real good look at. All right. I believe that's directly engaging a threat. Yeah, that's an nice. All right, you know the drill. Yep, and I'll take surprising the enemy and giving a pretty good opportunity for my allies. All right, well, when you rush over at her with your uh, blade arm extended, uh, you swing straight at her, but even though you were aiming for center mass, uh, for some reason you just knocked two of the boxes out of her hands. You're not sure why you swung your arm early like that in order to just take those out and not harm a single part of her skin, but that's what happened. Oh, right. The comics code is being magically enforced. I can't carve up a woman. Not in this era. Hmm. But you also did not choose to uh, avoid her blows. And so after that initial bit of surprise, she goes, oh... You are so concerned with honor, and yet you allow this uh, child to fight your battles? Fool! And she tosses the other two boxes up, and uh, with her spare two hands, uh, basically grabs your blade and throws you into the sky, just uh, flying wildly towards the building behind you. All right, that's a uh, seven, so what's your pick? Uh, I'll just mark a couple conditions. All right, uh, you have a rough landing, but uh, even though part of your face should be scraped onto the concrete wall of the building, when you land at the ground, you are out of breath, but otherwise feel fine. Huh. So if there's one benefit, it's that this works both ways. Yeah, but I don't know how hard it's going to go. <laughs> Is there like a little a, a bam, a visible bam sound effect when they hit the building? Nah. Oh, that only happens in Coyote Man City. Yeah, he, he made a special <laughs> request for that. That sounds amazing. He's, he violently sues anybody who tries to infringe on that trademark. 
Paw suit. <laughs> and uh, in any event, you have provided an opportunity for an ally. She is so distracted by throwing you through the air that uh, she does not notice or acknowledge the fact that there are three other combatants on the field who have an opportunity now to go after her. Yeah, I would like to use Are You Watching Closely to try and distract her even more to to get Ballyhoo a good opportunity to fight her. So let me... Oh, shit. 12. All right. So I can choose three. I'm going to choose you expose a weakness or flaw, you confuse them for some time, and you avoid further entanglement. Basically, I teleport, like, right above her and just, like, start riding on her shoulders piggyback style. Do you start chanting Mecha Shiva? (laughs) Yes! There we go. You betrayed Shiva! And then I just start quoting the worst Indiana Jones movie at her. All right. Well, uh, as you're doing that, we should probably fill the team pool. Yes. So who wants to take charge in this fight? I mean, Cufflink as the first one out of the gate, and you're an obvious choice. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I'm on to take it. All right. Do you have influence over everybody? Yep. All right. Then that's three more. You definitely have the same purpose. Beat up a god. you're not ill-prepared since you had a transatlantic flight to uh, digest your situation. But does anyone currently mistrust Cufflink? No. No. Five it is. All right. So, yeah, you're riding on her shoulders, shouting about uh, Shiva, and yeah, she is uh, going to invoke her angry condition move by just sort of grabbing your head and flipping you onto the ground in front of her. Uh, I specifically chose you to avoid further entanglement, though. All right, so as you're flying through the air, you teleport safely uh, further away. I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna work. And while she is distracted by that, I am coming up, just charging right into the fray, because I don't normally do that, but She's pretty well occupied, so point blank sonic blast right in the gut. All right. Oh no, that's a five. Well, hey, you just uh, filled your team pool. Yeah, and I would say my distracting is worth my help for team. All right, and Cufflink also created an opportunity before he got thrown across the parking lot. Okay. So is that all right with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, down to three team, but danger is up to seven. All right. Well, let's do resist to avoid their blows then. All right, you successfully uh, knock Kali back far enough in order to avoid uh, any sort of reprisal. And uh, at this point, she is... marks her second condition. I'd say four on one is a bit unfair, but you do have four arms, so... Indeed. And now that she is clear, you hear just sort of the clack, 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 clack as Susano runs up towards her on uh, those wooden sandals. And uh, there's this bright flashing light as he runs past her. And afterwards, his sword is just sort of out and forward. And even though, once again, there's no sort of physical damage indicated on her person, uh, she 
kneels down and collapses from whatever he did to her. From the anime, of course. <laughs> Is he going to slowly sheathe his sword and then when it finally clicks all the way in, she's going to explode? No, that doesn't happen <laughs> until the 80s. Yeah. She doesn't explode, but I was actually miming putting the uh, katana away as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, after she collapses, he does so. He turns around and listens. I am grateful for your assistance, children. What are your names and what brings you to Switzerland? Uh, do you want real names or hero names? Just to clarify. Ah. Uh, if you have superhero names, then you are free to use them. Okay, I'm Ballyhoo. Rethink. Cufflink. I see. I have been told that we would have special reinforcements for the battle this time. I suppose you are they. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, this part of the battle is ended. I will retrieve the boxes of Swiss army knives and bring them back to the factory where they belong. Meanwhile, I believe that there is another villain still at work in Zurich. You had best go there now and support Nivento. That's why we're here. We just couldn't pass up the opportunity to see two living legends. You have my thanks. Arigato. Mr. Roboto. All right. We best be going. Let's mosey, team. All right. So, does you, anyone have a map? You, yeah, you, you guys got a map. Magnificent girl may be irritated that she always gets the secretary job, but she is very good at it. See, look at this analog map. What will they think of next? So, public transportation once again takes you across Zurich. And in particular, you end up in front of another factory, same district actually. And this one is a Swiss watch manufacturer. Fucking knew it. Hey, does anyone else think it's weird that these fights take exactly long enough for us to get there? No, not no. at all. No, not really. Just me? Yeah, just okay. I will say that uh, when you were in the Golden Age, the fights did progress while you were not present. Like each right, one, but... each one was uh, progressively further into the heist or getting stopped by a superhero at that time. But in this case, yes, they do seem to be well timed for your yeah, arrival. Yeah, but now, now there's some sort of global spell enforcing comic book rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yes, the Time Master is facing off, facing off against Nivento, who is uh, wearing a scale shirt, sort of blue-green, along with bright yellow pants. All right. So we just stroll up there. Howdy there, Doctor Who Cares. You don't know us, but we know you. We've come from the future to kick your ass back to your future. <laughs> the Time Master is currently cackling while sitting on this sort of floating you know how the time machine looked in like the original movie with just the sort of saddle seat and the giant clock set behind it like the wings uh, for some reason yeah 
It's like that, but if it could fly or hover in place, because that's what he's on. And currently there's some sort of beam coming out of the front of it, which is just sort of absorbing watches and clocks out of the building somehow. And uh, as you arrive, Nevento says, Ah, good reinforcements. I'm Nevento, King of Atlantis. And while I wish to stop this time maniac from stealing from the people of Switzerland, I unfortunately have no ability to fly. However, I am quite strong and can throw you at that strange craft of his. You don't need to throw me. I can probably get up there by myself. I'm down for being thrown. I've never done a fastball special before. Fastball? What is this ball you speak of? It's a reference to a sport we play. I see. Well, if it does not involve fish, then I do not care. (laughs) Now, prepare yourself. So, yeah, I I leave it to you guys to decide, does Ballyhoo want to be thrown through the air, or does uh, Rethink want to pop up there for a hot second? I think if I do another are you watching closely because I really don't want to try and roll directly engage a threat because I have a net negative one to that right now that can provide enough of a distraction for a Ballyhoo to do something else nah, I'm, I'm down with getting thrown honestly that seems like uh, a fun yeah, no that's that's what I mean like I'll, I'll pop up there distract him and then you get thrown and follow up on that I don't think that's necessary I think we can just get I think I can just get thrown okay like, you, let, you started off with the watching closely last fight. Let's just... I didn't start off with it, but yeah. Stiffen your body, or I will not be able to throw, your, throw you accurately. Do you want me, like, javelin position, or... Yes, Plank. that's fine. Flanking. <laughs> and yeah, he just sort of grabs you around the chest, lifts you up like you're just this little baby, doesn't weigh a thing, and hurls you up to, into the sky directly at the Time Master. Uh, how do I get down? (laughs) Oh, whatever. I'm just going to wind up the biggest sonic blast I can as I am flying at Time Lord here. All right. Is that a direct blast? Um, I don't want to hit the time machine because that might be our ticket to the, you know, heading back home. Uh, so, yeah, I'm like, I am targeting directly... Lord Woodley Wobbly here. I'm gonna run out of Doctor Who jokes soon, especially, especially since I don't actually watch that show. My pool is limited. <laughs> so make the roll. I am rolling terribly today. All right. Well, Rethink does have an idea for distracting him. Yeah. If you wanted to spend another team, I'm just gonna eat all of the team. Just yeah. nom nom. Yeah, it's delicious. Rethink will just like. As he's being thrown, Rethink will pop right in front of Captain Timepiece here and just like sta- like stand on the machine and go, Hey, wanna know what's really funny? My friend's being thrown to you like a spear and then just step to the side as he- right before he makes con- the connection. All right, well, that gets you one thing. Uh, let's take something from them. Let's knock him off his time thing, or at least lessen his control of it. All right, well, uh, you tackle him. He was going to just sort of 
lower the device a bit so that you would fly straight over him, but uh, because of Rethink's interference, he doesn't have time to do that, and instead he looks over, sees you coming for him, and just shouting a big old uh, sonic boom into his face. And both of you go hurtling off the time machine. You don't need to roll, take a powerful blow. Oh no, you, you do, because... Well, now you're falling back down to Earth. Come on, this is the one time you want to roll the crap. Hey! Hey! Nice. Yeah, you roll into it. Just, like, make a small sonic blast and just dampen the fall and just, yeah. And uh, as you land, the Time Master takes a condition and shouts, You fool! Without someone at the controls, that device will go out of control! I know! That was the point! At the moment, it sort of started spitting, and the uh, beam that is uh, coming out of it is just starting to pick up random things out of the other buildings and lots nearby. Uh, I would like to get in the seat and roll Assess the Situation. All right. That's eight. All right. As you're considering your question, is there anything that Cufflink wants to do about this situation? I mean, for the time being, I figure the person who's in the driver's seat is the best person to handle it. I'm not going to try and, like, shoot the thing down. That might make the situation worse. All right. But it is going a little bit um, out of control. And so what is your question? What here can I use to gain control of this machine? Well, there appear to be a couple levers and buttons just on the dashboard. Alright, but would I have to roll to be able to figure out, like, exactly how to control it so that way it doesn't go haywire? Well, that would be a superior roll. Alright, another eight. Oh, here's the switch. Control out of control. There we go. Let me just... I will say that with a middling success, you have turned off the tractor beam, but you have also turned off the power source in the process. Okay, that wasn't the completely correct button. Uh, how do you stop a chariot from hitting the ground? Well, I have previously synthesized useful projectiles. So I figure some sort of high tensile like web shot wouldn't be out of the picture. I think with it falling out of the sky, something that can absorb the force of the impact would be more successful. Alright, so it's just like a big old pile of like foam. Landing in a pillow. So I'm going to spend one of my gadgets to plus superior for this Unleash Your Powers roll. And that's a nine. All right, not a complete success, but you can add a condition to make it a full. Yeah, see, here's the trick, because now I'm at zero gadgets, so I mark a condition. And that'll put me at four if I do that. So. Let's instead have it be unstable or temporary. 
All right. The foam, as it turns out, is a little more rubbery than you had anticipated, or else the time device is less massive than it looks. Because that thing just popped right back up after it bounced off of your foam pad. And uh, while it's not falling from the same height now, it's definitely going to take some damage if it just hits the ground. Hey, strongman, how good are you at catching? I'm not that fast, unfortunately. All right, so unless any of you guys have one last thing to try and do. Most of my stuff, aside from Are You Watching Closely, is passive, so that doesn't really help me here. My power set does not really apply to catching large falling objects, I don't think. All right, so it lands with a rather disturbing crunch. Meanwhile, the Time Master has uh, staggered up onto his feet, dusted himself off, and shouts, You fools! No one can stop the Time Master! My time device never leaves my person! He slaps his wrist and vanishes. I really do not like that man. Yeah, he kind of sucks! Well, we flew all the way to Switzerland for... At the very least, children, you have successfully stopped this heist from concluding. Probably too much to hope that there's anything working in that time machine. Probably it's not even like a time travel machine. It seems like it just ate watches. I believe he always calls the devices he rides within the time traveler. But aside from that, the effects that it can have vary from design to design. In this case, I think hovering and stealing watches was the most that it could muster. I don't know, it's still like a lamp or something. Yes, I'm looking in the uh, containment bin now. Looks like it managed to grab a tuft of grass here, too. Where, where did that even come from around here? I'm not seeing a green space. Just a bunch of trees. Huh. Wait, hold on. Maybe that's actually a freaking clue. Freaking, freaking, God dang it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll do a thing. Let's see. Yeah. Let me see. I don't want this situation. It's not. I just got to really ask before we get too deep into this. Was the grass thing just like a, a sight gag popping? Yeah. Oh, but, okay. I mean, you, <laughs> I'm not going to stop you from investigating the machine if you wanted to. Uh, at first, like, I thought you were trying to lead us to where he act, like, the this guy actually was hiding out. And I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. But no, it was just a stupid, it was just a joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, well, while I'm sure that I could fix this thing, it's probably not actually that important to do so. No, and especially not when more members of Doom Incorporated are still at work in Burn. Let's strip the copper out of it and sell it for scrap. Let's not, and say we did. Okay. I still have that wad of cash from 20 years ago. It's worth a lot less now. Probably. Also, you're in the wrong country. Yeah. You have to steal from the Swiss now. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go well. 
Actually, actually, I would like to... Speaking of stripping it for parts, actually, I would, in fact, like to strip the time machine for parts. Ah, yes, to get your gadgets back. I'll allow it. Excellent. I mean, it's certainly more retro, and there's a lot more vacuum tubes than you're used to, but you can make something out of this. You've taken a couple classes about old-timey computers. I've read books. I don't have any use for those Nixie tubes. We keep a hold of those. We can sell those when we get back to the future. Nerds love that crud. And if you buy a sports almanac, you'll be able to predict... Wait. Wait. (laughs) Hang on. No, wait. Strike that. Reverse it. Uh, Alright, so... With a new stockpile of gadgets... Fish feet, where are we going next? As I said, the remaining attacks are happening in Burton. I believe I was informed that you were being brought here by Magnifico. A smart lass. And a good example of humans that live on the surface. All, all, all humans live on the surface. Do they? Well, as far as I know, I'm not sure. Is there like a sea lab in this time? I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> well, Nevento is, if not human, then descended from humans. King of Atlantis, remember. <sighs> it's like a, okay, so like aquatic ape theory is real in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right, all right. I am going to climb the nearest tower and fucking signal to our ride. Yeah. If nothing else, Magnificurl is still parked where you left her. Enjoying a cup of Swiss hot chocolate. Like, I'm having a me moment. Which is probably um, a mocha. Yeah. Refueling the invisible helicopter jet. Mochas didn't really exist in America at the time, but uh, around here you can get one. Just taking advantage of that. Right on. Kind of want coffee now, jeez. I don't think I have any hot chocolate. It'll stunt your growth, kid. <laughs> Anyway, once you arrive, she quickly downs what's left of her mocha, warms up the helicopter, and off you go to burn. And uh, along the way, as the uh, helicopter transforms into jet mode, she informs you that the last two members of Doom Incorporated, who are a part of this heist, are the Cantonese and Saxon Barber. Oh! That guy! Huh. Cantonese has ten bracelets that give him power. <laughs> no, just two. Oh my god. <laughs> I yeah, didn't you're, get you're, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate this. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. I want to see if that Saxon Barber is the same Saxon Barber as the 20s. Uh, and I also kind of Let's hold off on the racial stereotype for later. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. You did encounter him the first time around, didn't you? I don't know. I kind of want to save the Saxon Barber thing for last if it is the same guy. Well, in this case, uh, Saxon is the only one actually hitting a Swiss bank. Uh, From what I've been 
told, the uh, Cantonese is actually uh, raiding one of the Swiss museums. Well, museum stuff is a lot less replaceable than money, so let's actually go there first. Yes. All right. <sighs> one of these guys is going to be hitting the cheese, too, so... No, they're, they're not actually going after the Swiss foodstuffs. All right. But a whole bunch of other Swiss stuff, yeah. All right, with that in mind, she will drop you near the museum. And uh, the Cantonese is someone who works with a lot of minions. And you can see them running back and forth into the museum, grabbing what looked to be a bunch of Chinese and assorted Asian artifacts and loading them into a truck. While Magnoman is flying around shooting power beams at the Cantonese, who is holding him at bay using some sort of energy shield, which is coming out of his armbands. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, Cantonese. I have a question. I'm a bit busy right now. Just, just a quick question. Are you stealing those to return those to your, you know, national museums, or are you stealing those to sell them? I'm stealing those to keep them in my own private collection. Okay, fuck this dude. Fuck this dude. That was the wrong answer, by the way. Well, as you might see, I am currently in the middle of something, and I have no time for you. And, uh... As he shouts that, he gestures with one hand, and the world seems to speed up around the three of you. Oh, wait, this is great. We could just wait this out. Okay, so we're in slow motion. Got it. Um, I kind of wanted to start teleporting because teleportation is instant and doesn't matter how slow I move. All right. I'm not actually... I'm not actually ask Zosima to start an independent clock, because if this is... If this isn't actually, like, time control, but it's some sort of perception warping nonsense, then those require different sorts of handlings. Well, I will say that uh, Rethink, while you are able to teleport uh, as soon as you see the world starting to speed up around you, you are not able to move within the Cantonese's energy shield. Which seems impermeable for a lot of stuff, but... As soon as you move a significant distance away, time resumes its normal flow. Okay. Your perspective. And uh, you look back at your teammates who are moving slowly and seem to be affected by a different sort of field around them Mm -hmm. that the Cantonese has called into existence. I'm going to teleport right up next to the Cantonese, and I'm gonna go, you don't want to keep that spell up, which I'm assuming you're gonna make me want to unleash your powers. Seven. Let's go with insecure, because I'm really not sure if this will work. Ah. So you are marking insecure in order to make this a full success. Yes. Alright, in that case he is going to, um, just push the button that turns off the time dilation power, then turn back to you and says, You're right. I'd much rather deal with this threat more directly. And so he taps a different button, and uh, this time the energy shield around him just sort of 
bulges rapidly, and the force of it knocks you backwards. Alright, so let me roll take a powerful blow. Oh, hey, even with two conditions, I still got a miss. Alright, yeah, you uh, are about to land on your head, but you're able to uh, spin your body around in order to land on something less important and skid to a stop. That was actually kind of impressive. <laughs> Meanwhile, it sounds like Ape has something to do. So what's Cufflink up to? You are no longer slowed down. And basically, in the time it took you to ask Zosima to set up a independent clock time, she's is just enough time for her to respond with, I don't think that's necessary anymore. Yeah, no kidding. All right. So the, uh, the lackeys are loading artifacts up into some sort of truck? Yeah, just a big panel truck. Cool. I'ma wreck that shit. I'ma get accelerating on my skates, and then I am going to basically try and punch the engine block out of the front of the vehicle with a hydraulic punch. Alright. Well, as it turns out, this is an armored truck. And so I'm going to need you to make a roll for it. Alright. And uh, even though you aren't scoring a attack against the villain directly, I would like directly engage a threat. Because if you ruin his plan, that will cause a condition. Right on. What is a seven? I think I'm a little bit tired of getting blown up, so I'm not going to take a reprisal attack for this one. Okay, you resist or avoid their blows. In this case, that just means that when your uh, blade sinks in, punctures right through the reinforced metal casing around the uh, truck engine, it just sinks right on through your uh, futuristic alloys, just making short work of the titanium steel that was state-of-the-art back in the day. Right on. At which point, uh, Magno Man uh, flies nearby and says, Thanks for the assist, kid. I could still use some help dealing with the, this madman himself. But uh, aside from Magno Man uh, shouting a quick word of praise, the Cantonese looks over, is infuriated, and shouts, If I can't have those artifacts, then no one should have them. Ban the whole damn truck. Uh, no. Ban the whole no. dang truck. No. Sorry. Who are you talking to? It's minions. He still has minions? Yeah, we haven't engaged them at all. I would like to stop the minions from burning the truck then. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about stopping the minions, exactly? Keep in mind that it is full of a bunch of precious and, in many cases, fragile yeah. artifacts. Yeah, I'm... Okay. I've heard this guy talk enough that I can probably imit probably replicate his voice well enough. So I am going to use... Are you watching closely to imitate his voice using my sound powers to tell him, actually, no, don't burn the truck. I still want that stuff. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Oh, come on. I cannot roll for shit today. All right, you want to take that or you want a uh, teammate to help? You know what? 
I did just kind of carve up a truck. So I figure if I just kind of like flex menacingly at the minions, they may be a little disinclined to get closer to it. All right. Well, in that case, the minions aren't going to burn the truck. They aren't going to try and destroy the truck. As a matter of fact, they aren't even going to try and run. They're just going to stand there confused and wondering what to do. I specifically get to choose two of these options. Um, And yeah, I confuse them for some time. Like, yeah, that's a thing. But I also want to expose a weakness or flaw. All right. In that case, one of the minions shouts back, Uh, sir, the union says we didn't have to engage the superheroes directly. (laughs) (laughs) Blast it all. Do I have to do everything myself? Yes. Are you saying that as you teleport behind him? Yes. (laughs) He's still still got the defensive field up, so you can't get immediately next to him. Yeah. And he is aiming uh, some sort of power beam directly off his wristband at the truck. He intends to destroy it using his own uh, mystic alien-granted powers. Hey, Magnet Man, move this metal box. Oh, I believe you are uh, asking him to do something. To do what you want. All right almost provoking him, even. Wow! Quite well, in fact. Well, it helps that uh, that is something he wanted to do. <laughs> All right, and uh, for a full success, yet yeah, they just do it. No option selection needed. And so, yeah, he uh, quickly dives down underneath the truck, uh, grabs it with his two power armor hands, lifts it up off the ground, and flies straight up out of the beam's way. Excellent. Blast you all. You haven't heard the last of me. We probably have. Yeah, we probably actually have. Unless you're still active in, like, um, 60 years. Which is entirely possible, because stuff's crazy. And he's gone. You just let him leave. Cool. Well, he didn't exactly let him leave so much as he just banged both gauntlets together in that sort of uh, Wonder Woman pose. Uh, Once he does so, he just sort of fades out of sight. Him and the uh, stasis field around him that was protecting him. Uh, Hey, Magnet Man, just a quick question. Have you ever, like, checked to make sure that he's actually gone and not just turned invisible? Yes, I have. He says as he sets the uh, truck back down safely onto the ground. That happens sometimes. You gotta be careful about it. I know, but with this suit, I can see through several uh, electromagnetic spectrums, and mere invisibility would uh, stand out like a sore thumb on my view screen. And incidentally, as he's describing this, the minions, not having a contractual obligation to fight the superheroes, just toss a couple toy guns on the ground and uh, do we still get paid? Walk over to the bus station. Uh, I mean, at least we're in Switzerland. That's a bit. That's a part of something. 
I hear they have mochas around here. Ooh, mochas? I've always wanted to try one of them. I'm more of a fan of the views than anything. You know, I think I'll move to Halcyon City and have a son named Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I believe we have a Highlander to go handle. Yes. Uh, you take the Highlander and I'll take the low Lowlander and we'll cut him in half before you. No, we can't cut him in half. That's the whole freaking point of this magic spell. All right, so you kids are heading over to uh, the Swiss bank, yeah? I. You're not old enough to buy alcohol, are you? I mean, keep in mind this is Switzerland. I don't know. Uh, Kevin goes, nope, but that's never stopped me from going in bars anyway. That's cool, kid. But you should always be 21 before drinking alcohol. Okay. That's the exact age that it stops being a deadly poison and starts being incredible fun time juice. Huh. <laughs> the drinking age in Switzerland is actually 16. Yeah, it tends to be, lo- tends to be lower. Yeah, here. but he's from America, so he's going to say 21 anyway. That's what I legally have to say, but, you know, off the record. Actually, when, fucking... he say, when he may be saying 18... Hey. No, what he said was something that sounded very unnatural and not quite in his own voice. Okay. Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right. Um, just give me a second here. A uh, little leg saddle pocket opens up. They pulls out a pen and a pad of paper, writes on it, looks around, shows it to you just says get blitz son can you pick me up some beer on the way (laughs) (laughs) i'm just going to nod thumbs up that's great kid and remember that you should be 21 before drinking responsibly (laughs) thanks magnetron (laughs) i will be sure to be of proper legal age before i engage in recreational beverages and you should too kids he says, turning directly to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to wait until I'm 23, like a responsible adult. Where did that come from? Huh, I wonder if it's actually keyed into our modern laws. That's weird. Anyway, we should go. We should go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then... Surreal. <laughs> we going. Alright, so yeah, as you are on your way to the bank in question, do you actually try and stop at any point and get some alcohol for Magna Man? You know what? I am extraordinarily curious how hard <laughs> this spell goes. So Well, you yeah. lose about 15 minutes. But once you're done, those of you who did want to drink feel pleasantly buzzed and you get the impression that you met Magnoman again. <laughs> ah, the consumption of alcohol must occur off screen. It can be implied, but never shown. I see, I see. <laughs> All right, well, with some pleasant bubbles in my head, <laughs> I'm going to go stop this bank robbery that definitely hasn't finished yet. Yeah, it's weirdly unsatisfying, but also... <laughs> I still feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the least. 
Uh, that 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 last thing you said guess, uh, got muted. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it That's the least fun I've ever had observing legal age limits. <laughs> <laughs> so just like before, Saxon Barber is another one of the supervillains who works with a crew. These guys don't look like they're necessarily part of a union, mostly because uh, they're wearing the same outfits as Saxon, who is very stylishly dressed this time in a sort of pinstripe brown suit, bright green tie, slacks to match, dark shoes. And he's not even armed. He's just sort of uh, standing back and observing the robbery take place. You know what? I bet just sidle up to him and be like, let's crack an old man. Gives you a double take. Oh, see you again. Hard to forget uh, when someone rams a blade through my chest. Yeah, you, uh, how'd that turn out for you? Hmm, painful. Then it usually is. I have to get blitzed before I actually, uh, stop feeling something that deep. Is he allowed to say blitzed? Yes, it's... I'm referring to the London Blitz. Oh, okay. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so, uh... So I'm a bit curious. You're not stopping me yet. Uh, There's a lot of lifting being done with the word yet. I, uh, I would like to offer you the opportunity to stop without us having to resort to violence. Stop? You know the world doesn't stop. I should know, I've seen it. When the Chinese dynasties grew old and flaccid and fatty, I found a young Mongol by the name of Temujin and taught him a few things about organization. When Temujin's kids thought that they should rule the world, I invoked a few spells that kept them out of Japan. Can I can I cut him off? I'm just gonna like sock one of his minions in the jaw while he's talking, actually. <laughs> yeah, that 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 just happens. Yeah, you guys can handle the minions. I would just like cut him off and be like, look, the the ancient immortal man who's shaping history gimmick is real cool and all, but I will actually lay you out if you don't start talking like a person. Can you actually roll to distract him and while he's like having this conversation with you, we just drop all of his minions? (laughs) That would rule, actually. You don't need to roll. That is what is happening. Okay, so I'm going to directly engage a threat and please God don't let me roll a six this time. Yes, thank you. That's a 10. So I'm just going to start clearing out minions while he's talking with mm-hmm. Cufflink. Well, I admit, I admit I've been bragging. What exactly is it you want from me? To just, like, look. Yeah, the world doesn't stop. But you could. You could be doing other things. Things that don't involve you getting your butt kicked on the regular by people like me. Well, as they say, an army moves on its stomach. You can't fund a rebellion without funds. Sometimes you gotta break a few laws in order to uh, bring the man down. Who's the man? 
At the moment, South Vietnam, the French. Oh shit, he's gonna start the fucking Vietnamese war. The Vietnamese war started eight years ago at this point. Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I always think that happened in the 70s, not the 60s. U.S. involvement, however, is about to happen, like, next year. Okay. It's okay, man. I went to public school, too. <laughs> and I specifically looked this up. So, what? You're going to finance our involvement in Vietnam with loot from Swiss banks? Our involvement... I'm giving the North Vietnamese a chance to throw off the shackles of colonialism. What have you been doing with your life? Uh, well, I got these, and I, like, hold up my arms, blown off when I was eight. So I've kind of been dealing with that. And then I accidentally made a whole person, and so I'm trying to deal with the fallout from that. <laughs> I say, like, pointing a thumb at my head. Oh, I've accidentally made thousands of kids over the years. Oh, please do not give her an opportunity to call me dad again. That was <laughs> an infuriating eight months. Look, once I get all my problems taken care of, I don't know. These are probably going to make for some really good medical devices for people who need them. Yeah, and I'm sure that people can afford them too, right? <sighs> if I keep pushing things the way I have been. I'm probably getting pretty ex inexpensive. Well, good luck with that in whatever time you're from. In the meantime, there are people out there that need to be free, and I intend to free them. And then he turns around and goes, where'd all my minions go? Apparently it's not going to be with Nazi gold this time. Or is this Nazi gold? Ew. Actually, you know what? Is there a role that I can make to see if he's, like, trying to play me here? Pierce the mask. Ah, with my minus two mundane and my angry checkmark. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be worth it. Can't be worse than a minus three. I'm sure this will go super for me. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm sure this will go super for me. That's a two. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to play me? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You don't get any free questions. Uh, but you do get potential. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. I have now gotten two potential. So what are you doing in the 1960s anyway? Trying to get back. What I heard you guys are from farther than uh, the Time Master. That incredible weirdo. Yeah, we were uh, we were on our way back to our time when the folks running our displacement decided they needed to conscript us for further assistance. I see. Would you be open to getting a similar deal out of me? I'm afraid I don't understand. Well, have you met the Cantonese yet? Yeah that alien technology he uses. Some of it can stop time, at least perceptionally, for the people it uh, affects. He can dial it up pretty hard, make entire years pass by in an instant. 
I'm following so far. He owes me a couple of favors. We've worked together a few times over the years. I could get him to do that for you. Get you back into the future, but, well, in exchange, I'm probably going to call on you to help me take something out of power. Something that would be appropriate for a bunch of mm, justice lovers. After all, once the time dilation ends, all you would have to do is say no and walk away, and I wouldn't be able to stop you. Well, so long as we don't have to make life worse for a whole bunch of civilians. I mean, the particle accel accelerator thing was working until they yanked us out of it. Yeah, that's kind of messed up when you think about it, I say, hopefully punching a guy in the face. You know what? I won't speak for them. I say nodding at my teammates who are having a time. But I think I'd be down for that. Glad to hear it. Although technically I don't speak alone here. And I kind of like knock on my head and say, can I get a second opinion? I have been checking our database for Saxon Barbar. I'm almost certain that's an assumed name, and if he is still using it in the present, it hasn't popped up as much. I am not sure what he does in the future, or what he would need us for, but I can say, based on the few records we downloaded before all of this started, can't exactly reach the internet from here, he always seems to support rebellions against large governments. Doesn't necessarily care whether or not the government is oppressive or not. Seems to think that large governments in general are by nature oppressive. Cool, he's an, he's an immortal libertarian. <laughs> oh, he's an anarchist. He's anti-state. Yes, uh, there is a good chance that he was part of the anarchist movement back when that was in its early stages. Oh. Alright, well, I don't have any particular attachments to big government. So, if you're, if you're down to help him, I'm down to help him. I'm most interested by his promise to let us just leave if we so choose. I imagine it will, we'll still have to find a way all the way back to our present in order to, uh, well, to get back in time without being 40. Right. Not interested in keeping you in my ears for another 30 years. It's clear enough that there are several ways into the future, so... If we can't continue to use his, we'll just find something else. Sure. We discovered how to travel through time at the speed of regular time using plastic bags. I have an oven that moves into the future at the rate of one second per second. I'm gonna turn to my two teammates and be like, hey, uh, guys, cool it. Hmm. I punch one more, okay. 
I was rearing back to punch a guy, and then I go, okay. The burn police have, by this point, um, started apprehending the uh, minions. I will motion at Saxon Barber. Meet our new benefactor, our new ticket home. Okay, yeah, I mean, the fact that we kind of got drafted into capitalist crime wars and exactly great in my opinion eh end of statement end of thought eh well you heard them yeah I've had days like that you get to picking up quite a few of them when you live for several thousand years hey do you know, know what the um do you know what the sea people were? Can you answer that one? Sea people? The Atlanteans? Oh, they were actually Atlanteans? Okay. I was going to write that down so I can correct my history teacher and feel smug about it. Well, <laughs> I was actually there when it fell. It wasn't my fault back at that point. I actually helped build it, but uh, it was one of my early lessons shall we say. Just to be perfectly clear, I'm referring to the sea people who were referred to in like one of our few recorded documents of the Bronze Age collapse, and nobody has ever really figured out who they were. Oh, those sea people. I mean, no, they can still be Atlanteans. In this universe? Yeah. Yeah, in this universe. <sighs> right on. So have you stopped the Cantonese yet? Yep. Disappeared. Uh, Didn't actually manage to, like, punch him out. We just kind of knocked his truck over and... Good. That'll make the discussion easier. I didn't exactly come up with a plan, you know. You just showed up, and I thought it might be useful. I mean, that's fair. Is he going to be mad about us stopping him from, you know, stealing historical artifacts? He's mad about a lot of things. You get used to it. All right, fam, let's walk and talk. Uh, uh, you've already been walking and talking, actually. As soon as you close the deal, uh, he's been leading you through the streets of Bern. Oddly enough, not challenged or questioned by the police at any point. Hmm. They probably know better. Like, why throw an immortal into jail? That just seems... You'll have to carry out 20 life con- consecutive life sentences. And then, like, it, he just does it. And then they're like, oh, shit. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess you can leave? I don't... This has never <laughs> happened before. I, I just... I was trying to be dramatic. I didn't expect you to... Uh, just, just go. Just go. You're free to go. All right, so... Yeah, you uh, eventually make your way to sort of this apartment complex, one of the larger buildings that has uh, multiple places for people to live in. He just leads you up some stairs onto the third floor. You take a left, and a third door on the right, you see the Cantonese is there. Kali, the goddess herself, is there. Hey, guys. Both of them immediately stand up as you enter, but uh, Saxon waves his hand. This is awkward. Relax, boys. Kali. We've come to an understanding. 
these uh, kids don't know if you've been brought up to speed on this they come from the future well, what year was it 2020 well, it's always around year like that anyway they need to get into the future I intend to get them there because they've promised to help me with a little project I might cook up when I need some help some help that's on the right side of the law for once right but what is it that we get out of this well first of all you get three more superheroes out of your hair that's got to be worth something second of all Cantonese I'm going to need your help and while they may be in stasis I'll certainly be around <laughs> I'll always be around and plus you owe me for that last thing all right. If it clears out one of my debts. And uh, Kali, interestingly enough, uh, seems just sort of shrugs when she hears about this and sits back down and says, Well, I'm not on the clock right now. So I can just uh, tell you kids, don't let my public appearances fool you. I am a god of protection who destroys those who are unworthy when I don't need money. Yeah, well, what was the deal with you stealing a bunch of knives, by the way? That doesn't seem like it would get a lot of money. Anyway, let's... Part of the showmanship. It's, uh... We were attempting to distract the League in order to, uh push them out into as many different places at once. It was all Saxon's idea anyway. Well, we've got to put on a show for the kids, remember? Otherwise, the uh, special rules don't apply anymore. And I, for one, do not like getting impaled constantly. I very pointedly do not apologize. <laughs> Hang on, hold on, hold, hold on. I want to try something while we're while the while the action is not focused on us. Frick, frick. So long as you've got your costumes on, the rules apply. I'm not taking this thing off. Up to you. Fortunately, those rules are not going to be in place for too too long. Uh, shame, really. God, what if we end up in the gritty nineties? Oh no. I, like, low-key, I kind of hope that's where we're going next. So, folks, how do we do this? Well, you should be easy enough to transport while you're stuck in time. Let's just do it here. Cantonese? Well, it's not like I'd like any of you blabbing about our secret hideout, such as it is. I shrug. So if we do it here, you won't have a chance to. Hold still. I strike a pose. I just stand there. You may want to take your friend's advice. From our perspective, you're all going to be statues. I shrug in the most disaffected way that I possibly can. Yeah, like... And you get frozen in mid-shrug. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> all right, and... Uh, yeah, so for the three of you, your perspective, everything just sort of suddenly t 
turns into a great big blur all around you. Light and darkness flash back and forth. The amber color of evening lights mixes with the blue of dawn and the gold of a sunset all coming in together into your senses at once. You feel as if you are moving and yet you don't feel the ground change or flow underneath your feet. And by the time you get your uh, hands up to look at them, or by the time you look down at your legs, or by the time you um, feel an itch in your nose and you go to scratch it, time with a jolt resumes its normal speed. And you find yourself on some dark evening with the bright lights of a city coming in through what is distinctly an American-style apartment. The three of you are standing in the middle of the living room. The kitchen is to your left, a door leading to a bedroom is to your right, and sitting on a couch with his back to the window is Saxon Barbar, looking no older but wearing a much more modernized suit, and with much longer hair and big mutton chops that weren't present on his face before. And just as you uh, finish that last motion of yours, uh, Saxon grunts a greeting and says, Hey kids, welcome to 1993. So I finally figured out exactly what I need you to do. I need you to help me Destroy the Vigilance League. All right, so let's get the end of session actions performed. I will go from left to right, Colin. Are you closer to the team, more like yourself, or away from the team? I feel like I actually grew closer to the team because we all worked pretty well together to bring down three out of four of those super villains, and then we sort of just talked to one, which is neat. And I would say out of all of them, it was it's probably Ballyhoo who makes me feel the most welcome, so I'll write out my stats so that you can shift them around a little bit. Okay. Uh, let's shift superior down one and savior up okay and um i'm going to clear afraid because it's a lot easier to clear insecure than it is afraid in my opinion all right cap uh, quick question speaking of clearing insecure would the way that i handled that count as foolhardy action well, I will say that you walked up to Saxon Barbar without first taking in the situation. So, yeah. You did not realize that fighting did not necessarily have to be on the table this time. So it was a bit foolhardy of you to just walk up and start talking. Excellent. Alright. And... Speaking of, I think I'm going to take an own image this time. Because I kind of feel like, you know, 
Angela was not overly concerned with like truth, justice, and the the American way and all of that. He's really just interested in solving the particular problems that he has to deal with and getting into bed with an ancient and powerful supervillain. Kind of seems like a step in that direction. Although, to be fair, he is sometimes an anti-hero, depending on the era. Yeah, like the 90s. Alright, and that leaves Ape. Um, I'm also going to go with closer to the team. Uh, I feel like I, again, had some good, stupid banter with Rethink. <laughs> Let's go ahead and shift your danger up and your savior down. Okay. Also, I do have an end of session move. Fair enough. So, with the redefined parameters, did I grow closer to Zosima? There wasn't too much interaction. You did ask her permission in order to uh, take Saxon's deal. Just, she is confined to the stuff that I am wearing, so I gotta give her autonomy every chance I can. Alright, I leave it up to your judgment to decide whether that was enough. Um, I'm gonna say probably not, because I was already doing that. Alright. So, if the answer is no, give influence to one of your teammates. And I figure that it should specifically, since my shame is a person, I figure it should be that person who gets it. But she already has influence, which means I get a label shift. And since that's an NPC, that means, Bobbin, you get to shift my labels. It's up to me. Yeah. All right, Cufflink. Well, I would say that she wants you to empathize more, so superior down on Monday, not. Done. Well, that's it for this session. Join us next time for the Dark Age of Comics. <laughs>